What's up guys? New episode of A Music in Time here. I'm breaking down Phase's second solo album titled Independence. I have some really amazing guests on this episode, Obina Agu and Chukaobi. You guys should listen through. I am here with two very, very interesting people with a lot of history. I'll put it like this. I compared to these guys, I'm a very small boy. Okay. To put in context again, right? Um, when I was still in uni, Obina was putting out one of the biggest artists we have right now in the country, his first rap album, right? And I was attending shows, you know, with Chuka here. But let me do proper introductions. I'm here with Obina Agu. He's a music manager. He's a music maestro. He's, he's delved into a lot of things. And right now he has his own podcast called Listening Sessions. Plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, shameless you're, plug. You've done a good job. So you guys should check out listening sessions, amazing interviews with uh, and amazing conversations he's had with a lot of people in the industry. And of course, I'm here with Chuka Obi. Um, how do I start to describe him? I'll start with you know his day job. He is a how will I even you 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 head? I will just realize he he is a creative director, and I know he does way more. But he's a creative director as, um, at um, Insight. Mm-hmm. Yes. At, at Insight, one of the biggest ad agencies in Africa. Um, he's been a rapper in the past. I know he's putting out something very, very soon. So I, I won't say in the past. He's still a rapper. <laughs> and on his off days, he's Bonner Boys Bonner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put it lightly. But um, um, Chuka is um, one third of the, the, the rap, the respected rap group, The Caliphate. Um, one of my favorite albums from the Caliphate is Reincarnation, obviously. I am still looking for the Jihad album. You'll get it. Okay. I'm putting it out actually on all platforms um, shortly after I put out my album. So fantastic, yeah. fantastic. You have to put Reincarnation too, please. Definitely. Because everybody yes. has to be bumping a coup for sure. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I'm not comfortable with you with, with, with your intro because um you're also somebody I respect so no, much. No, but I'm the we'll host. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. But I'm the host. Don't worry. I'm the host. I'll just his. Let him finish his watching. We'll dry when he's done. <laughs> but anyways, um, I mean, I won't have any other people in this room to discuss this album. This album was released, Face, Independence, right? It was released in 2006. So many stories. When I was talking to Chuka, I was like, I need to get you on this project, on, on this podcast, on this episode. And Chuka said he was in two listening sessions. I was like, where haven't you been? <laughs> you know, where haven't you been? So I'm, I'm really excited to hear, you know, those stories since he hasn't even told me personally. And you guys listening will hear it for the first first time as well. Um, Obina, where were you when this album dropped? What were you doing? Man, I was just um, starting my, my, my hustle as I'm a radio plugger in the music business. You know, so yeah, yeah. I remember we used to enjoy this um this album in my friend's barber shop and we just played every day, every day, every day, you know. So yeah, beautiful time. Don't you miss those barber shop conversations? <laughs> Bro, Do they still happen? I don't think so. <laughs> I think the C D, the compact disc culture. Yeah, mm. I think it was a huge deal. Um there's something about having something in your hand, you know. Being so even if you were going to the barber shop and you're going with your CD. Yeah. Or he had the CD. You know, there was something about it. And those conversations, they are different now. Now everything is so personalized, you know. So it, it, those shared cultures, as it were, which radio and um, 
watering holes like the barber shop yeah. used to help foster. I think that culture is a bit gone. Now everybody just like literally all in the same room. I'm, I'm on my phone. You are on your phone. Social media has destroyed a lot of stuff. Even though it has built a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because now when you go into the barber shop, well, the question is, have you innovated enough for me to use my phone? Mm, to connect I, to your Bluetooth yeah, or something. Bill, you know? And when I do it, it's my playlist. And in my playlist, yeah, oh God, let's look at it. Every day, maybe 40,000 songs are dropping. Wow. You can't even sit down and converge over, you know, shared music. Before, anybody dropping an album, you know, was an event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Now, ah, well, <laughs> yeah, 2006, crazy time. Um, I was, I, I was working as a comic book artist at a company called Litramed. Litramed is the, they're the biggest, I, I don't know if they still are, but as far as I know, they're the biggest um, publishing house in Western Africa. So Litramed is actually literature and medical. So it was formed by a man and his wife. One was a doctor, one was a writer. So they grew to become, you know, that big company. Lantern Books is a subsidiary. Wow. wow. Okay, okay, that's how big they <laughs> yeah, are. That's how big they are. So... Um, they now decided to expand a little more. So they decided that they're going to be making comic books. So they were turning folklore, all this um, African folklore into comic books, and they were turning Bible stories into comic books. So I was doing that at the time. But, of course, I was still rapping. And there was a guy who lived two streets from me, um, of Fatai Kadiri. And his name was... Lagos, right? Yes, Falagoro, Lagos. His name is Mr. Daz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd known Daz for a while, you know. So sometimes we just go to his house. The studio was in his room. You know, like this guy had a booth, literally had a booth in his bedroom. <laughs> in his room. Like so, it was not it was not jokes. You know, great. Uh, good afternoon, man. I'm, I'm here to see Chooks. Okay, I'll go inside. You know, people think it was my brother, my elder brother, because it's light skin, and I was light skin. So, um, and one of those days. He was he was pumping out the beat. Boom 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 My tattoo girl girl. He was one that produced the song. So and he he had a thing going for himself at the time. There was a cleanliness to his mix because he was always studying. That's always trying to find out how this was done or how that was done. Unfortunately, in a way, I, I was angry with him, Shah, because he everything was by the book. With and so you take your time. <laughs> you take his time. Yeah. And, you know, hip-hop likes to take a lot of leeway. So when you're mixing, you know... And bypass a this, lot of yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Do this, you know, double this voice, triple this, play around, mess around, be creative. I hear when those R&B producers, you know, work with hip-hop artists. My God. Very frustrating. Reincarnation was mixed by that. I hated <laughs> it at the time. Today, when I listen to it, I thank him <laughs> because the the quality still of there. the mix there. I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, bro, this dude was on some other level, you know. But he, that having that level, that's what he used when I, and when he, he did tattoo girls. I was like, this song is a mad song, and like, yeah. And so he was producing it then. Yes, Faze wasn't even in the studio. Yes, Faze wasn't even in. The wow. So he did that and. It's a funny world. My okay, so I live. On, I used to live on the Yandabashua Street for So if you go to the right of me, two streets away, you went to Fatai Kadiri, the street of Fatai Kadiri. That's where Daz was. 
If you go to my left, two streets away, you are on Adetai Osho. Adetai Osho had a, was a face me, I face you house that they had there. And number 26, I think it was, just right opposite um, on of a core close was a place which will come to be known as Coded Tunes. Mm-hmm. So, as a guy, Ido, who, when I met him, we just, I met, it was like 2000 and 2003 that we had first gone to that place. And all that was there was a keyboard on the floor hmm. with carpet and speakers that come from maybe like Iowa speakers at the time. And this guy was banging out beats on those things. So hits there coming out from there, doing songs like, oh, we get many rappers. So things were happening. He was pushing things from there. And from that little thing, he moved to the Face My Face You room before the one I met him in. Set it up as a proper studio. Um, he was still using Sony speakers, not monitors, as his speakers. And he was banging stuff out. Then next, finally moved to monitors. And he, he had a lot of crazy production. And the thing about him was because he was a church guy, a proper church guy, he used to produce it like he was producing for church. So he'll be producing and, you know, a lot of, because I was a hip-hop head and because I was working with a lot of guys who used to go with the more conventional way of production, it was always a trip for me to see this little guy, a.k.a. the Kabasa. You know, see him, you finished though, you've done the song. You either, even if you're a rapper, you have rapped. I got to start playing chords on what you've rapped. <laughs> <laughs> or or when they are tapping tapping the keyboard and it's, 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 they are, they're making the kicks with the keyboard. Yes. That's with we. Everything was played though. We don't program what. We play everything. So, you know, I remember boom, 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 I was like, this beat is too hard. Like, you know, I was like a rapper's beat. And, you know, we're getting ready to just, you know, and once, I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Basta, don't come again. So I'd heard all these things before they even came out on the album. Wow. You know, so I was like, I was happy for so many reasons. Like, I, the first time I met FaZe, <laughs> funny story. The first time I met FaZe was when he had literally just joined Plantation Boys. Because before the Implantation Boys were two, and this was in 1998 or 97, around that time. So he was always in the background at the time. The, um, the gentle guy. The gentle guy, you know. So um, I liked him a lot, like from the bat, I liked him. Um, I was a, I was still in secondary school, was rapping, going to all these places. There was a show in Unilag in 1999 or 2000, and we were there. Two faces in back, you know. We're like, and even then, we're like, how is this guy this good looking? Like, I'm sure when you look at this person, like, oh, he was a washer. But um, then, bro, that guy was fine and fresh and freaking tall, you know, and dressed well. I remember that he was in black, black jeans, black boots, um, a black t shirt, a funny monkey jacket, but it looked good on him and a cap. And he was using a, two was using a, Cock, uh, bottle cock to play football backstage. Like he was literally like the class clown. Like this is us 
He doesn't know us, or you know, we're not yeah. many, but he's like, hey, and ah, I seen a penalty. I, I can't forget it, you know. <laughs> and I was like, in our heads, this guy was like maybe the biggest dude, and we knew he was going to be the one to blow. But yeah. he was just so freaking jovial, you know. Um, Vince was just on the side laughing. Um, Blackers would just chill. The second time I met them was at Ikeja. There was a show we had at the time. I think it was somebody was trying to air. Yeah, it was tribesmen. The tribesmen were doing some sort of launch for their album. Um, that's not discussion for today, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they were there. And that's when I actually got to talk to FaZe first. And I, and I think, you know, he laughed a lot when I was talking because I felt like they felt like I was bugging. But he was yeah. cool with it because, but me, I was a fan. And you're a student and of I was the game. A, you know, so I kept asking questions. Probably asking, asking a million questions. Asking questions. We were in the lift coming down and I was still asking questions. You know, so, um, I, I was rooting for FaZe. I was rooting for him so hard. Especially when the breakup happened, you know, then he dropped the first album, Phase Alone. Class. Yeah. Let's 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 now move that into the backstory, which we usually do. So he drops the first album, which is called Phase uh, no, sorry, which is called Which Level. Yeah. So apparently Motolania and I recently found that out when we're going through albums. It's written on that. It's, it's just written, yes. you know, there. Yes. Where everybody sees face alone, alone and, and they say the album is face alone. Face alone. Yes. So we're like, whoa, this album is not called which level. It's called which level, you yes. know. But he failed because how can you write which level after he face alone? We're not seeing anything. We're not seeing it. So whoever did the designing <laughs> and whatever didn't work it out well. Yeah. But he drops that album. Obviously, the album references a lot about the breakup. Yes. In fact, the lead single is about the breakup, yes. you know. I listened to the album again. Obviously, it's not my favorite phase album, yeah. even though it's a really good album. But he sounded very sad. Yes. He also sounded... There was a lot of pain in the singing. You know, yes, you know, Cobams did a really great job. Yes. But um, then moving into this album, it was like a clean slate, yeah. a fresh start. Yes. And I guess that's why he named it Independent. Yeah. So on the first album, he was actually signed to Westside Music. Yes. Solomon Area. Yes. Shout yes. out to Solomon Area. And um, he was called Phase Alone on that album. Yes. And this was new. This was now Phase. Yeah. So new album, you know, new name, mm-hmm. clean slate. And... You know, you come to hear the music and it was like quite different from what he had initially released. Yep. My question is, this album is just a year after which yes, level? Yes. So why is there so much, you difference. know, difference? Or, or would you say growth? Mm-hmm. You want to talk first? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'll let you go. I think, okay, so the first album was, I think it was heavily influenced by two things. First of all, like you said, the breakup pain and it was also influenced by the music of the day so it was produced okay it was produced, um it was heavily influenced by the music of the day and by the pain it was going through if you consider the producers on the first album it was Cobams, Paul Runs and OJB the Cobams didn't have you know, he was he didn't have a signature. So okay, it was based on where the song is going. OJB had signatures. Porons was new. Yeah, but that album was a lot about pain. That's what it was. And I'm trying to prove yourself. Yes, you know, trying to say, you know what? I, I, yes, I can. I'm, I got the, I'm this. the third wheel. Yes, but, you I'm know. okay. Yeah. So a, a lot of that happened in the album. I liked it a lot because maybe because I could I could understand the pain. So I it meant it was very very you know, personal to me. Mm. 
So that, and he's the third person, you know. So Face, I mean, Two Face, I dropped the album. Yeah, bangers, right? Yes. Blackface drops the album. Has a lot of a, a lot of iconic songs. Yes, and critical acclaim. I think yes. the album was big. Yes. I think Blackface's yeah. album was well, Ghetto Child. We, we we broke down Ghetto yeah. Child here. And yes. We, we at the end of the day, when we broke down Ghetto Child, we started to see some similarities with Burner Boy. Yes. You know. Anti-industry, yes. speak my mind, exactly. play with the genre, yes. you know, yes, anti-government yes. and all that. So you know, everybody's saying, "Oh, blackface, well done." You so did. there's a lot of pressure. Absolutely. So now, what are you going to drop? How are you going to do it? So he does his uh, like one of my favorite um, face songs of all time is Angel Gabriela. Everybody likes that song. <laughs> I mean, I will put it in the top 10 face song. Yes, yes. But it's just so painful. Exactly. Angel Gabriella. Yeah. Like, so it was bro. a, yeah, it's just it's pain. Like, it's such a pain yeah. project. But then again, I think, think of it like the breakup, you know, and the independent. You know, mm. like the breakup and the, the bachelor life. Mm. Think of it. In Moving that on. Yes. So the breakup is going to be painful. And it's a process, you know. But some people... So people they linger. So people everything they dump it, they 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 purge. It's probably a Sagittarius, ask me. <laughs> and then they go. So I feel like that's what happened, you know. So the pressure, the pain, the producers, those three things committed in creating what Phase Alone was, and then it went. And even if you look at the title Phase Alone, the word alone, hmm. let's look at it that way. Is it alone means a lot of things. You know, and it was it wasn't looking for from alone of like oh face solo no, solo is more positive. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but face alone is like you know it's like face they left, mm. depressing. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's that way. One so go solo exactly to follow. follow. You know, so it, 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 I mean the lead single. Did you watch the video? Yes, I was almost crying for yes. the guy. You know, he's like in a bar and, and he's performing and he's just doing his. You know what? Everybody left me, but, but I'm going to be here. fine. You know, and like, it's like my mom keeping me. My mama, you know, you go make Amas face alone. If you listen to the lyrics of the song, you know, and it's really good writing. It's good writing. Plus, I what I got also, which is why I went to the backstory of how I met Face. His face was a fan of these guys. Hmm. That's what I got. He was a fan of. He joined Panzer because he was a fan of them, right? And in his mind, the plan was never to do music by myself. It was me and my guys. That was that was the trip. That was the beauty in it. Now I have to do it. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it, and I have to be able to do it, whether I want to or not. Like he wasn't prepared. He, he wasn't, wasn't ready for it. He wasn't ready for it. Wow. So I that's why I got that you know. That feeling, you know, and that's what the album was. The album was just pain. So, all right, we would have to listen to Face Alone now <laughs> since we were talking about it. So, let's, when he moved to Independent, let's, I think, let's, like, let's, yes, let's, let's had, listen to Face Alone. Yeah, dumped all that. I tend to bring you down. But my brother, man, believe in yourself and believe in God. I lie, people, they lie. Then be two, later become three. They run things together, live in peace and harmony. Then suddenly, the three been disagree. One goes solo, the other two follow. Oh no, 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 no. The world they fix right now. See the three been do their thing individually. But remember someday, they go leave each other. Cause truly none of them be brothers. And in case you don't know it, this not true story. 
Though there's a little misunderstanding going within us If we break up, not to wake up See I put so it Cause my mama once told me My son, you're on your own You have the upper hand You go make a master's alone See to be three, only one Say I no go be to carry on Now lie, say I no go be to keep I'm strong Now lie, you know Say I lie, let me lie, you say If not only one, no be three Say I no go be to stand alone Now lie, say I no go take a on my own Now lie, you know Here on my knee, one It's a small world where many things they happen. I brother you trust today, fit betray you tomorrow. So be careful, this life is full of sorrow. What the company you keep and the friends you follow. Cause upon your mama do ne puma do. And it's a more look by Nothing stays the same. Now as you lay your bed, now so you go lie on top of And in case you don't know it, this not true story. There's a little misunderstanding going within us If we break up, not to wake up Cause I eat for so it Cause my mama wants to me, my son You're on your own, you have the upper hand You could make a mistake alone See it to be three, only one say I No go be to carry on, now I say I no go be to keep I'm strong, now I you Phase alone drops, he moves away, he's now Phase, the independent guy. Yep. You've given us a bit of the story, you know, mm-hmm. putting this album together. Um, you know, just from the production and, you know, putting it together, it seems like he did it himself. Or, I mean, he worked with producers, mm-hmm. obviously, but yeah. he, he was like, he was a man of... He, now he's he's independent. Yeah. He's his own label, yeah, his so own, he has yes. the responsibility to put these things together. Mm-hmm. What is interesting, if you see the combination of um, producers from mm-hmm. Spanky to OJB to Idi Kabasa, Mr. Das, Kobams, you know, Paul Rons, yes. Jamix. Yes. It's amazing. You know, so he's traveling everywhere. He's meeting up with these people and putting this album together. Mm-hmm. Do, at times, you know, I, I start to look, should you be signed as an artist or should you just do your thing independently? Hmm. Because the independent thing gives you that drive at times. Mm-hmm. It gives you that drive because you know there's nobody there. I have to do this thing myself. all myself, right? Yeah. By my own. And you know, this is not the streaming era. This is the era where the whole album has to be dope. Yes. Because you're going to take that album to Alaba. They are going to listen to it. They are not listening to it for one track or two tracks. Mm-hmm. This is 2006. So playlisting yes. at Alaba hadn't started mm-hmm. yet. Yes. They needed a full good Jam album. album. Yeah. You know, and if a label couldn't do that for him on the first try, even though it was a really good album, mm-hmm. he decided to do it himself. What's your take? I'd like to know Obina's take on being an independent artist versus being signed and, you know, having the responsibility of the label doing that for you. Um, well, the truth is, not everybody has um, that um, talent to be able to put together a great project for themselves. That's the truth. Mm. You know, and um, yeah. one thing I noticed on these independent um, um, um project all the producers at that time they were the guys yep jamix corbums mr daz ojb jazz real you know so 
you 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 can tell that um face has that um that 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 great appreciation for 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 great um um, um, um music and genius people yeah. you know um unfortunately a lot of times we see that um the richer these artists get then they do not want to work with these genius guys and now they want to work with the guys who are going to give them 10 beats for 2500 naira <laughs> but the truth is that guy hasn't been studying sound as di- as deeply as Mr Daz has yes. been doing it you know, so there are just some things that Daza or or, or Kobans or or or, or um, Jiga OJB is going to bring to the table that they are not. You know, so what I see is um, Faze is an incredible songwriter, very honest. What I like about this album is that he brings a lot of his story, you know, into the music, and I feel like. That is the strongest perspective. If you're going to come from a strong place, the music is going to be solid. But more than that, he works with amazing, amazing producers. So it just helps. Thank you. Chuka, what's your take on an artist working with one producer versus an artist actually working with six, seven, eight producers and still making a really great album? I think it's always a question of chemistry. Um, If you sit in the table, if, if if you... No matter how you do it, I'm sorry. You like be Kobams, you're my guy. But I'm sorry. As good as you are, you're not going to make a better song for the band than John Jazzy will. True. Mm. And the band Don Jazzy is like, look, it's bread and butter. Just free it. It's what it is. It's that synergy. Um, Talib Kwali and High Tech, Professional Eternal. It's that synergy. You know, if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. Um, sometimes it's one producer and two of you together, you just, you know, the vision is, we, we, co- we co-live the vision. Beautiful. Sometimes you have the vision, it's two producers or three producers. So just know what it's going to be like. So, okay, Blueprint 1 is literally minus the Timberland and the Trackmasters. And the um, Bink. Yes. Yeah. Just so, Jay-Z, I, I actually count as three producers. Okay, Jay-Z, Bink. Kanye West, and mm. Bink. I actually give Bink far more and just credits Blaise. than just Blaze and Kanye West. I'm sorry. I love Jay. I'm Bink. a Bink guy too. But, look, no matter what you say, the ruler is back as the intro of that album. The guy produced the intro. The guy produced All I Need. Mm. The guy produced... The, 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 track, the title track of the album, The Blueprint, Mama Loves Me. The guy produces it. You know, the guy produces the remix of Girls, Girls, Girls. You know, so he has literally a key part of that, you know, but those, the, the two of them are the, like the futures, they were like the sample kings, new sample kings of soul, soul sample. And it was a new sound. It was a new sound, yes. Well, yeah. And that, that, re, that recreated Wu-Tang meets the rock, you know, and it did it. Because it's the same vision. is one rapper, three producers who have a love for soul sampling. So there was no make, miss because mm. the vision works. Well, you know what makes even Phases Independent so good is that I'm sure he didn't even have these rap, uh, these producers together in no, the same space. No, at all. He's probably going to each studio and, and working one by and, one. And, and getting yes. those music one by one and yes. making the album. It's yes. it's amazing. It's the key thing. So just, what was it? And I he think, had... He had less than a year to do this. Yes. So I think it's a vision. So if your vision is right, you know, and you, sometimes it's a shared vision, sometimes it's a solo vision. Mm-hmm. Now for Faze, it was a solo vision. And with that vision, you now have these songs. And in your head, you know who's right for this song, that song. And you literally pick 
them and put them together. And he did it brilliantly on Independent, which is, in my opinion, his best album. So on Independent, my guy had let go of all the, you know, pain and whatever wine he had done in the past. Mm-hmm. And now he was like, okay, nah, let's, let's have fun. Let's leave. Yeah. Let's Guess leave. what? Wow, I didn't die. I didn't die by being, you know, being oh, alone. You you know, I went from being alone to independent. There's a huge difference. And mm. that, that's it. You know, Ooh. it means a lot. It's only just hitting me yeah. now. Wow. Yes. Nice. So alone is that you don't necessarily want to be that. Independence is something you fight for. Mm. Let's listen to Popo Dipo. Make my heart go. Make my heart go. Make my heart go. Baby, you took my like butterfly. I can't let a beautiful princess just pass me by. I know what I your love that's got me hypnotized. Shit, I do do you the usual. I've been a love at first sight. You don't really understand. What do you do this way? No, your love don't take control of me. Oh no. I don't want a one night stand. Girl, I wanna be your man. songs but yeah. i mean and and you can you can you can feel the feelings mm-hmm. through the writing yeah. you know whether he's writing towards a girl or he's yeah. talking about himself songs like loving you every day songs ah. like need somebody you know very 
I mean, we were taking the lyrics of these songs, we were writing them, and, and giving them to and, Madame. You know, yeah. and, 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 and no, we were even designing it well and, and, and selling it, in, 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 you know. And you know, bro, you went all the way with it. Yeah. <laughs> facts, facts. So I probably, I, I probably owe face some, some, <laughs> some, some royalties. <laughs> but you know, you, you listen to the, the the words, and you know how he describes his feelings mm-hmm. towards you know people loving you every day. Is, it's that's my best song of the album because it's just that cool R and B record. Yes. You know, uh, or need somebody. He, his writing even improves, and you start to think, "Oh man, maybe if he did more in Plantation Boys than just the, the bridges guy, yes. or you know some of the small verses, yes. you know, I think he would have even been more outstanding." Absolutely. Yeah. And and with this album, you could you could see that. Yeah. yeah. And 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 Osage for Popo Dipo, I think there's something about. Um, making funny sounds like this, especially as pertaining to the heart, yeah. Yeah. that is a hack in music. All that stuff, you know. So, um, songwriters out there, you might want to, you know, think about all these things. I think don't ever run a, away from it. Yes, don't yes, run away from know, it. So, Onomatopoeia yeah. is powerful. Yes, you know, and it's been there forever. So tomorrow, whether you like it or not, they call music titika. <laughs> it's not a mistake. I can remember the first time I, you know, I knew that you know this false guy, this false guy, and he did this song, yeah, Jojo Titikati, Aston Martin, Aserati, I'm not Sikira, I'm not being paid, yeah. I'm high class, I'm not she pay. See, we, we as a people, first of all, we are a, a storytelling people, and storytelling and drama they go hand in hand. That's what they are. And imagine watching a movie without soundtracks or without audio. Imagine, you know, that's why if you eat till tomorrow, all those our skits that are big, you know, hear the vam. That's how they always put on the Jesus is Lord. Or, because we always want something that adds the extra to the storytelling. Mm. You know, so ah, so we did everywhere and then boah, that's how it happened. It's our way. We we say, we express, you know, things that sometimes the language or words don't necessarily put down. You know, so that's why you know you remember a yeah 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 yeah. It's not words. It's onomatopoeia. You're trying to use to say stuff. Uh-huh. Is an onomatopoeia. You know, so all those things they do a lot of things for us. And if you're a musician, understand what those things are. Understand how they work. Understand how they cause recall. Literal recall. I might not remember the song. I might remember words, but I remember this, and that's it. And then let's play Loving You Every Day. Hey girl, hey girl. In a captain chance is a bitch. That's why it's why I'm loving you every day. I do 
listening to R&B, but we're also hearing dancehall beats, you know, break beats, different kind of beats, you know, but it's still layered with R&B. How easy is, like, how easy is it for you to, you know, execute something like this? Primarily, Faze is an R&B guy, but it's 2006. To put in context, the band is already in town, you know, <laughs> Two-Face, Blackface, dropping bangers, Olumentain, doing his thing. Every, I mean, the, the industry is building and nobody's driving all this music through R&B. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy who primarily sings R&B but says, okay, I can't just drop a full R&B record. You know, it's not going to make sense. Mm-hmm. Let me grab these genres. But how easy is it to pull something like that off? I think, first of all, being a singer, it's not as limiting as rapping. You know, Facts. so yeah, so it's easier for you to, you know, dance around all these things. And um secondly, what I love about this album is I feel like um like um Chuka rightly said, um FaZe was a huge fan of both of them. And um I think he learned a lot from them, you know, because his songwriting all through this album is impeccable. He's singing too. And um, this was the era where you don't just find beats lying around. So people needed to prove themselves by beating their, their chest and just and just doing it a cappella. So it means that the singing really, really needed to be good. Yeah. You know? So you see all that skill. You see, you see the 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 growth that comes from being with two face and black face every day because these are geniuses, man. You know, so I enjoy that about this album. So um the, the the moving across genres, I do not see it as so much of a you know, besides it was moving around um the the, the sounds of the day at the time, you know, reggaeting and um his his own uh, natural thing, R and B, you know, and um, being a singer, you know, you you it's easier for you to do it. Yeah. I think I absolutely spot on. And in addition, if you think about it, being in the member plantation boys meant you already playing in a lot of genres. So first of all, my guy, Blackface, go rap. Then automatically, his rapping means that his writing is going to be top-notch. Mm. And you now write top-notch. Two-Face now sings that whatever was written in Two-Face level singing. Ah, okay. Then you guys came together when you're doing your album. You had a song like, mm. And my guy rapped in Igala or Idoma. And he was, he was not... He, he wasn't rapping... You know, a lot of times when people then, back then, when guys tried to rap in language, they didn't used to rhyme. 
Hmm. But I can remember the rhymes on that song, and the rhymes were mad. And Two Face was following the rap, the, his raps with backup ad lib singing the raps. You know, so automatically these guys they were already on some other <laughs> spaceship level stuff. Then you'd feel and I got to baby, don't you know? Where you now play on a more of a triple time that's baby don't you is a, it's it's close to being dubstep. Thank you. Thank you. Is it weird? It's like, exactly. It's like dubstep. You know, so they were already playing in those places. Then you now have the the um knock me off that is more conventional. Then from those places, they now because they were also crazy boys who were into reggae. You have the reggae jams. Yeah. Then you have the fact that they are all used to be rappers. Oh, exactly. Faze's name was used to be Lyrical Odge. because uh-huh. <laughs> his real name yes. is you know Faze Odge. Yes. Yeah. So you now have that. They had two guys, and the same guys are doing very. They're the first guys, in my opinion. Political songs or social songs. If life was a thing, like the money could buy, if it could pour on the poor. So they were already on like four, five different genre kinds of yeah. already. That's so this shouldn't be too difficult. So it was it. like, ah, nah, I'm in my bag. I've learned from all you guys. I've watched you guys. In my head, I probably thought, hmm, if it was me, I've done this differently. And I come and I have an album complete to myself. And I say, I'm an R&B guy, but no, R&B is the R sometimes will be reggaeton. Sometimes the B will be beats. Sometimes, you know, and he was just playing around with it effortlessly. Like, it's almost like, think of it the way all those songs, if they belong to other people, you can comfortably say, call face me and do hook for that song. In go kill him. So now, instead of me just doing the hook, I did the hook and I sang the songs completely yeah. too. So, it's like, he was, <laughs> I think face shout out to Plantation Boys, it's like, one of the most versatile groups to you know to exist in this space, yeah. And because of that, they if they could have if they chose to, they could have continuously still be, you know be releasing bangers till tomorrow. If Two Face decides tomorrow, uh, you know what? I don't vex. I want I want to do albums, scatter everybody. He will still do it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Like Plantation Boys was um great artist development for Phase. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the competitiveness of being in a group. Um, of course, sometimes it tends to go overboard. Yeah. But um, when all you guys are together, and you know, man, this guy is going to come correct. This one comes correct. And I got I need to bring it on. Yes. You know, so everybody gets better. Yeah. And I feel like we saw that. Yeah. Is, absolutely. Yeah. A great sandbox to launch your own absolutely. your own career from. Yeah. It also, you know, this 2006 again. File sharing is really difficult, right? Yes. So you're probably going spending much more studio time with these guys. Do you think with how the internet is now and how people send beats of, you know, in Dropbox or whatever, mm-hmm. do you think that art of the artist sitting down in the studio with the producer for hours, you know, talking, eating together, making that music, mm-hmm. I think it's lost. It's, unlo- it's it's almost a lost art now. Mm-hmm. Almost yes. a lost art mm-hmm. now. Right now, you're just having sessions. They've sent the beat before. You know what you want to sing. Yes. You come and just do your session and go. Mm-hmm. Do you think that affects the quality or the the staying power of some songs? I I really think it does because um being around a lot of um talented producers, you now see that these guys are not just beat makers. These guys are musicians who do not necessarily want to jump on stage. Absolutely. So they know how to sing it. Yeah. 
they know how to write the music they know how to um um um, um put the pronunciation so they are there literally directing you and saying yo do it like this do it like that sing it like this. you know yeah you know so as opposed to you just um take the beat um however you're doing just um do it and send, send back me, send me. Me. i also <laughs> think with studio time most times some of the beats were not even created so you start singing the song remember I'm, that process absolutely. of the producer starting from scratch yes. very painful process yes. if you're an artist by yes. the way but you know you start singing the song and maybe you're hitting your chest yes. and the guy starts playing and you, it you literally play from scratch absolutely it is a i i honestly think that there's never you cannot replace chemistry no matter how you do it look is is all great and do to literally create album from home yes yes is yes is uses but look in that room when you are together knocking head things that you did not plan things that you did not think they come up in there so you, you can't re- you can't replace it. it it definitely makes music have something like you can imagine when Jay-Z was in stay in the studio with Kanye West creating encore and you're watching the video and the beat comes on and it's telling Jay you know can I get an encore so literally Jay-Z is rapping what Kanye West said he should mm. and tells him at some point that the crowd oh, again, you know the crowd oh, calls you back oh, like literally so is is that is that synergy it comes together when you have it, you, it, it it's it is tangible absolutely and so sometimes the producer is like um your gym instructor it's not like yep. you cannot work out at home yes. but that gym guy is do telling you um okay be do 20 do 30 you know so sometimes you are starting to get lazy with yep. your songwriting and they're saying man mm-hmm. push it push it another line you know do that switch it up yes. do that you know? yes. exactly not Let, not to dr dre levels exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who once had what's his name bishon lamont right yes. had him do a take 128 times <laughs> just to an ad lib 128 <laughs> times no so not to dr dre levels but there was a producer who grew up in goan estate his name is 8010 mm-hmm. you know um he produced on the jimmy jada album the first album yeah he also was like that you make you do your take 20 times. They say you can do it again. Do it again. And he deletes the file. So it's not like kick down one. You know, he deletes it from reason. He deletes it. Do it again. I hate you producers. <laughs> Anyways, um, I mean, you're absolutely right. Let's listen to Colomenta. Mm. One of the biggest... Can you remember what the lead single was from this album? I said I, I can't remember. There are like six singles. In my head, it's Colomental. It, it's Colomental. In my head. Sure? It's, yes, it's Colomental. Because, man, the level for the money different. Colomental <laughs> came. He shot Colomental in Nigeria. We were enjoying it on Music Africa and all this other stuff. And then... The money, the money entered. He now called Godfather. Like, Godfather, yo, Johannesburg, we're coming. <laughs> you know? And so, that time, what people would do is... They used to dump like bundles of videos, yes. man. You know, P Square and all these other people. So the West cities were on sale then. E- e- exactly. You know, so instead of paying flight tickets four times, three times, you yeah. just get ready and go stay once and just yeah. make four or five videos. So that was what happened. Popo Dipo, all the other ones got way better video. I'm um, yes. loving, um, loving, loving you every day. Loving you every day. The one where um, um, his brother was in the video. Um, loving you every day. Loving you every day. No, need somebody. Oh, need somebody. Yeah, yeah. all okay, those yes. stuff were made in South Africa. Yeah. Popo Dipo was made in Lagos. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a difference. No, no, yes. no. Colomenta was made in Lagos. I mean, I mean, Colomenta yes. was made in Lagos. And the quality was different. It yes. was different. Okay, okay before different. we go into playing Colomenta, yeah. since we've talked about videos, yeah. back then, there was that impact, yes. right? That if you shot really quality videos, you mm-hmm. know, MTV had yes. just come maybe two years yes. before. You know, you really had to start shooting those quality videos. Yeah. And it helped the branding of artists. Absolutely. And I think it really helped phase 
Because if you check out the videos from the first album, uh, you know, you know, but you start to see Popo Dipu video. I yes. think that was the first one I saw. Yes. That was, was like, my yeah. this guy is dancing <laughs> like Chris Brown yes. on the road. Yes. You know, you wouldn't get that apart from the quality. Mm-hmm. You know, the story writing and just the treatment, yes. just the, the treatment yes. of the video. You probably wouldn't get something like yeah. that in Lagos. No, you wouldn't. You the know? girls too, the clothes. I mean, everything. Remember tattoo girl video? Tattoo girl video, oh. yo. And they all have tattoos. You know, like fake tattoos. Yeah, but <laughs> we didn't know what care at that time. Yeah. Or loving you every day. I remember the scene from loving you every day where he's on the couch, the girl is in his white tee, yes. you know, the button up, uh, yes. you know, the traditional button yes. up white tee, then she starts dancing. Amazing. Or when Jimmy was in the video, you know, amazing. Yeah, no, amazing. All beautiful videos. Like. All right, let's listen to Colomento. I'm on a mental case. Start to the craze. Now who they rock it is Oh, 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 oh,
know, we talked about Phase Alone, the first album, which level. We talked about him addressing things, right? But he clearly also addresses Two-Face on this album. And it's a response to Two-Face. If you know, send me yo. People ready will send me yo. I'm not alone. Like Phase Alone, right? Um, full circle here. Of course, Phase reacts to, I think, an interview or so that, um, um, sorry, Two-Face Edibia on his second album, Grass to Grace, um, on a record called, what's the name of that record? Simiso, right? Then reacts to Phase, if you know, send me. Mister, if I know, send you, right? And um, of course, you know how it was back then. You probably have to wait six months. <laughs> <laughs> there was no there was no Instagram or, or Twitter. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Um, you know how Ita was six months after takeover, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so it was something like this. You always have to address it, you know. And there are some skits on this album also that kind of mimic Two Faces, um, MC Akata skits, yeah, you know, yeah, sort yeah. of like a response, you know, it's like this. But on Letter to My Brother, he clearly addresses Two Face, yep. you know, it's a letter to my brother. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that, okay, I, we still need to go back and forth. We still need to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I think this is the final conversation that was had, but it was very brave of Faze to do so at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, did this kind of overshadow? I know this song was a single, so mm-hmm. people really resonated to the record. Yeah. Again, it's that storytelling. It's that, you know, um, um, putting a lot of emotions and feelings into mm-hmm. records. Mm-hmm. It's not a love song. It's I'm addressing my brother who addressed me. The mm-hmm. honesty. Yeah. yeah. That's the word. That's yeah. the word. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I, I I feel like um that will always be important in the whole process of making music. Sometimes just just um just think about how you're feeling about something, articulate it and put it into rhymes. You know, it is always going to um, um, resonate with somebody there is always going to be room for music about something music that is from somewhere you know so even for people who do not understand the backstory that song is also till tomorrow is going to be as um, a good is going to serve as a good um, um, makeup record um, for, for, for somebody who needs to reach out to a friend or to a family member or something and that is because face just 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 had the, the the honesty to say, you know what, I'm going to talk about this. This is some real stuff. This is not me just I'm pulling out subject matters from this guy. This is something that happened, and I'm going to address it. So th- that is always going to be a powerful element in music. I think you're you're right because a lot of people might have not have known the history between Face and Two Face. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't even connect it. I'm sure we are just music <clears throat> nerds connecting this thing, right? Yeah. But you listen to the record on your own. And it's a record you can write to your friend or your brother Absolutely. if you're going through the same thing. Yeah. It's such an evergreen, an evergreen song. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah, if, if, if you... One of the beauties of, you know, the old... That, that particular age was the... It wasn't scarcity, but because you allowed you assimilate a song, you know, it seeps in... And when the response comes, it seeps in as well. It's time. It's time. You know, it's not, oh, cheap this Stormzy. Stormzy has 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's none of yeah, that. Yeah, you literally told him you have 24 hours to respond. I mean. So unfair. I mean. What if I have things to do? I mean, I have, have a podcast plan before you dissed me. My, dude, you might have taken maybe 48, two weeks to, to have put it together. Now I have 24 hours. Dude, I got <laughs> things to do. 
You know? So now, the song comes out. Even you who are responding, are you going to be... Because if I'm going to respond to you in 24 hours, first of all, I might still be pissed. I might be... So many things are going to come up and I'm going to re, I'm going to express myself in a way that I might look back six months from now and said, if I was doing this now, this is how I would have done it. So taking that time off, understanding, you know, the song that had been done about him, the message that had been put out, and taking his time to say it, it, it might not necessarily have been what came to his mind first when he was going to do it. Yes. Probably a lot of rewriting. Yes. And I've said, okay, this is what I'm going to say. Exactly. And he says it, and, you know, the way he says it makes you know that even if you are a two-faced stan, you can't hate his response. Exactly. It's not a diss to two-faced you know, if, if anything, you help, you end up liking him more, even if you're to face time, by listening to this. And that was the case. You know, and that was the case. You know, it was so, so it was just so maturely done. Burn the past and throw the ash away. I mean, in usual phase fashion, but, uh, it was nicely written, nicely done, nicely executed. Yeah, absolutely. It was a beautiful song. Right? The album is just full of beautiful songs, man. It's 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 a it's a beautiful album. So many songs, so many singles, you mm-hmm. know. And this these songs just naturally became singles. Yes. I think when he shot the video, right? So you have "Loving You Every Day," "Popo Dipo," "Letter to My Brother," "Tattoo Girls," "Need Somebody," "Colo Mental." You know, only oh, one album. One album. You know, this is not spread across three albums. No. This is one album. Yeah. You know, and and just now we were talking about range. Um, another record on this album, um, um, on a plane, right? Uh, on a plane, at initially might strike you as one of those unforgettable records, mm-hmm. but the more you listen to it, you see that this is an important record because this song actually addresses intertribal marriages and yes. the difficulties surrounding that, yes. you know. So I meet this beautiful girl on a plane, but hey, at the end of the day, I'm an evil boy. She's, uh, you know, so. It's not just vibes and inshallah, no, bro. It's not, you know. So it's a lot of thoughts. It's a lot of um, 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 introspection and, and and music that comes from a strong place. So anyhow you look at it, it's a beautiful album. It's not like a diss. It might sound like a diss, but it's not. So don't don't respond in twenty four hours, please, wherever you are. <laughs> um, but look, back in those days, they didn't used to vibe songs and put them on albums. Mm. Due to sit down and plan. This is what this album is going to be about, you know. And I'm going to talk about this, 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 this. And also the track arrangement. Track there arrangement. was a lot of effort. There yes. was a lot of effort. Do you think, like, do, is it an advancement of technology or it's what? What's the rush? What's the rush? What's taking for granted that comes with when you have too much of everything? I mean, who? Nobody. You you sit back and know that when the music comes out, it will be cherished. And it'll be cherished for a while. Now, the, once it has dropped, it's already old. Mm-hmm. Bernard drops an album. Um, and then he has dropped 20, 2018, 2019, 2020. And I ask him when's the next album. In the same hour where he dropped the album. Can I play a devil's advocate? Do you also think... Can, we, can I also argue that the quality of songs... And as bad as we think it is, it's because people haven't digested it enough for them to like and really love the songs. I think it's imagine if this song, this album dropped in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, in that month, maybe like 500 or 1,000 albums dropped, right? People just bypass it. And people just listen to a few records that were released as singles. Yes. There's probably a video and, and move on. Is, but, do you yes. think there was more time to read? Because I remember this CD. I'm playing this CD 
every week yes. with the other CDs, right? Yes. There was a lot of time, and I, it's, I, I mean, I spent years listening Listen to, to this it. album for I me think, to love yeah. it to this point. Yes, I you think it's that, a bit of both. Um, you, if it's great, it's great. It's not about whether when it came out. But because so many other things are fighting for attention now, because attention ADHD is a real thing now, it means that the appreciation of the great ones are not enough. But because everything can be gotten fast, it means more trash is coming out. So in those days, when you know, like you said, when you know you have to go through a laba, you have to go through this person, you have so there are so many checks on the way. It better be top notch. Now I can put the freestyle. Upload for tomorrow, and and the purpose of the freestyle is to go for maybe just what two weeks, and I'm I'm good. Exactly. Oh, you're right. I, I also understand what he's saying. So if you know people are going to listen to this thing for the next six months, you better put you out better something. Better put out something that's watching this thing for the next six months. Even though I will cuss you out for the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I think that's that's what's happening now. So they don't subscribe to it. So people will still take their time out, and you know when it comes out. I'm not going to drop every year. I'm not. But when I drop that project. You know you got that project exactly. So like um, where because it's a lot of um young creatives who are going to be listening to these things, and sometimes you are afraid that you might come off as sounding like um the old guy. Yeah. But um, but because like um, like Chuka rightly said, it's true. Every day, at least forty thousand new songs are coming out. So I am still leaning towards the point of you know what? Let us take a lot of time put a lot of thought into it so that when we put out the project, because of the amount of work and effort and, and creativity that has gone into it, it sort of stands out mm-hmm. because there are too many songs out there anyway. Mm-hmm. So put in that work, put in that effort, put in that time. So maybe you just stand a chance as opposed to just owning your mic and just vibing and putting it out. Don't get me wrong. People get lucky and the vibe goes on to become <laughs> big, you know, but, um, I'd rather just take my time and make a masterpiece. That's what Kanye West would do. True. Great. Let's talk about the theme of this album. We always go through themes of albums. We talked about Phase Alone. We really went into it, you know. Um, But for Phase Independent, what's the theme of the album? You know, I'm struggling to see it. I'm looking at the cover art here. Mm -hmm. This was done by Kelechi Amadiobi. You know, he has his collar popped up. He has a chain with the, you know, cross mm-hmm. pendants, you know, green in the background. Has really nice design of independence. But what's the theme of the album? You know, what's what's the what's what's that story, you know, that he's selling on the album? I can't see it. What helps this album for me is the, the songs are amazing. The songs are great. The writing is great. Singles everywhere. Mad videos. But it's almost like this album is not as memorable as it should be. Yeah. Why? What is missing? I think two things. Um, I think the first thing, um, independent. I don't. I think. Well, I don't. I think the theme, in my opinion, was just me doing me. So that's why. I, that's why I felt. You know, I pop my collar. I'm just. You know, me basically. So all the songs are reflections. He's, he's staring. Yes. He's staring right at the at, at the at no. the yes whoever is exactly. So it's like this is me, man. Like unapologetically me. That's just what it is. And all the discussions are about whatever relations, feelings that are in my head. Revolves around him. Yes. Almost every song revolves around, around yes, him. So tattoo girls. Exactly. Which is still him because, you know, it's where the girl... Where, where, the girls where are my tattoo <laughs> girls? Yes, my tattoo girls. So that's... So for me, that was fine. So it, it, it felt like 
a lease of life album, a new lease of life. That's what I felt Independence was. Um, but I feel like it dropped at the wrong time. I feel like um, I do not. I do not know if it was if he felt any pressure to put it out so soon. But I felt like people hadn't gotten to the point where they had gotten over the first album, and you know, it's not like today where you're, you're looking for the new material that fast. And I don't think there was any real publicity like, ah, Fix is about to drop another banger. No. It just like, boom, it happened and it went. And it, went and it, it was hugely successful. But hugely successful more like as, the, as songs as against an album. Yeah. You know, and that was, yeah, that was the problem. And I just felt it's just the timing. If you had come out in 2007... Um, it probably would have had more memorability as an album because I'd given enough space between this and Phase Alone, which level. But then again, they might have thought about it and be like, oh, maybe reggaeton might not be that big next year. Mm, let me maybe, drop everything yes, now. Let me just drop it now while everything is hot. And, and it, the next year, Banky came in the next year. Bro! Yeah, <laughs> yeah and did them strong thing. <laughs> you know, for for me, I, I think um, it wasn't the 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 theme wasn't um um in the sonics it's it, it wasn't per se in the sound yeah it was more like his mindset, mind state absolutely like i'm no more sulking mm. i have let all that stuff go in fact i've 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 enjoyed some small success since then yeah. i have my own label exactly yep. and now i'm in a position to really um, um spread out and just think about other things as opposed to you know that 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 sadness and that that loneliness that the first project had you mm-hmm. know so this one it's man, had more life yeah, yeah absolutely. i'm looking for girls man where yeah, where, where, where the, the girls tattoo, yeah. Yeah. Colo mental, let's go let's crazy go let's drink let's yeah. you know so he's no more in and even that. when he's talking to talking to um two faces you, know, like, mm, you don't send me other people send me you know yeah, yeah we're you good know, yeah, so, so you know so i i i am 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 and the, the on a plane i mean yeah. that's you know I met this girl on the place. So I, I think it's like a victory thing. I'm out of depression per se. Absolutely. I'm a happy guy. I'm in a better place now. So for me, it works. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for breaking this, uh, breaking down this album with me. I wouldn't have done it with anybody else you know, to get so much backstory and insight. So thank you guys so much. Um, let us go out with need somebody. We all need somebody. Absolutely. Oh, yes, we do. Obina, you, you need you need Obina has been, <laughs> has been needing somebody for a while. Hey. I have somebody. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, catch you guys on the next episode. All right, thank you, Cheers, guys. <laughs> Respect a woman like you said you need somebody Somebody will go dry your eyes Whenever you cry, I say you need somebody
the right thing Someone to write in Your lonely days you can count on me And when you're crying I'm crying too Cause what you feel I feel it too And when you're smiling I smile back at you I build my world around you You need somebody Somebody will go hold you tight All through the night You need somebody Somebody will go treat you right Respect the woman like you said You need somebody Somebody will go dry your eyes Whenever you cry I said you need somebody have you guys hope you enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe to a music in time podcast on apple podcast google podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcast rate and review it as well don't forget to share with friends and subscribe to our newsletter you can find all the good links in the description below 
And of course, follow us on all social media platforms. Thank you and catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you.